the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, senior pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is The Highs and Lows in the Life of Faith. The Highs and Lows in the Life of Faith. Palm Sunday is an easy day for most Americans to get excited about because we love parades. On Thanksgiving and New Year's Day, we sit in front of our television sets and watch Macy's Parade and Rose Bowl Parade, among others, flipping back and forth between channels. We honor our Super Bowl, World Series, Stanley Cup, and champion basketball teams with parades in their home cities. This Pam Sunder Parade had all of the elements of a major network production. A big crowd, lots of wide-eyed children, straining for a view. We had laughter, music, color, waving of palm branches, and even a float of sorts, if you will. Jesus, the center of attention, came riding into town on a borrowed coat. Most of us are familiar with the story of our Lord's entry into Jerusalem. We have heard it year after year. This year, rather than looking at particular details of the story, I would like to focus on the bigger picture. I'd like us to look at the events leading up to this day, as well as the events that follow from the standpoint of the disciples. Think of what what it was like for them. Put yourself in their place. With every miracle Jesus performed, there was a building sense of anticipation in the disciples. The cheering crowds as the disciples came into Jerusalem must have made them feel that the moment they had been waiting for had arrived. Jesus would soon take his rightful place as the Messiah. The celebrating of Passover on Thursday must have added to this special time. Passover was a family celebration, and the disciples were considered to be family by Jesus. But during the supper, there were the troubling words about one of them betraying their Lord. When they left the Passover hall, there was the refreshing retreat in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
But then there was also the anguished prayer by our Lord. This was followed by the arrest of Jesus. There was the unbelievable mock trial and torturous death of their Lord. This would have been followed by grief, numbness, and confusion. The resurrection took this group of devastated disciples and filled them with life and enthusiasm. But then there was the sadness of his ascension that he was leaving them. This was followed by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. There was the adrenaline burst of seeing thousands come to faith in Christ and being baptized. And then there was the devastating persecution of the church. So do you see what was happening? One minute things were great, the next minute things were difficult and discouraging. There were victories and there were defeats, joy and sorrow, times of feeling very close to God and times when they felt that God was far away. And this is what I term the highs and lows in the life of faith. There are times when we feel close to God. Then suddenly we are plunged into confusion by the circumstances of our life and we roll and rise and fall again. That's the way our life is, isn't it? Days of victory seem to be quickly followed by days of defeat. The highs inevitably seem to be followed by struggles. From this simple observation, I want to give you three simple truths today. They aren't profound, but I hope you will find them helpful. And the first point is the highs and lows in the life of faith are normal. They are normal. The moment of salvation is perhaps the greatest moment one will ever experience. For many things happen then that perhaps will never happen at any other moment. No experience, no matter how exciting, how thrilling, how wonderful it may be, can equal that of being a child of God, accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Never is so much accomplished in so short a time as when a person bows before God, confesses his or her sin, and receives Jesus Christ as Savior. When a person gives his or her life to Jesus Christ and to God, a complete transformation occurs. A total change of direction happens. A thorough reformation begins. An adjustment of goals and purposes transpires. And a lifeless soul is infused with the very life of God. It's at this moment that God does a tremendous work in our lives, our minds, and our hearts. The days, the weeks, and the months that follow are simply incredible. Or you experience a, a spring in your steps, a joy in your soul, and a peace that is indescribable. You talk to Jesus constantly through prayer. You desire more and more of his word, trying to understand his word. And when you read it, 
the Holy Spirit opens its meaning to our understanding. You look forward to being in church on Sundays, to be with fellow Christians in worship and fellowship. But as time goes by, you begin to encounter temptations, trials, problems, sorrows, and unexplainable crises. You don't understand what is happening, so you wonder if you are doing something wrong. You begin to think that maybe God is punishing you for some sin, for what is happening doesn't seem to make any sense in light of your earlier experiences of God. But trials and tribulations are an integral part of the Christian life, the life of faith. Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 16 and verse 33, Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. The highs and lows are a normal part of the life of faith. They happen not because we are doing something wrong or because we are being punished for our sin. That is part of our life here on this planet. It is easy to trust God when everything is going well, but the trials and tribulations of life are designed by God to help us develop our spiritual roots. Listen to James as he writes in James chapter 1, verses Two through four. James says, My brothers and sisters, consider yourselves fortunate when all kinds of trials come your way. For you know when your faith succeeds in facing such trials, the result is the ability to endure. Make sure that your endurance carries you all the way without failing, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. See, plants need some dry times to force the roots down into the ground in search of water. And dry and difficult times come to us as Christians in order to help us grow to be strong as well. Difficult times don't mean that God has abandoned us or that we are deficient in our faith. There is no need to panic. It is so important that we understand this. We must understand it for ourselves and also for our fellow brothers and sisters. Tough times don't necessarily mean that the Christian is doing something wrong. And when God is blessing you and he is not blessing a fellow brother or sister, it doesn't mean that they need to be more like you. It just means that they are at a different place in their journey. So the highs and lows in the Christian life or in the life of faith are normal. And then secondly, trust God's word rather than your feelings. Once we understand the highs and lows in the life of faith, we must then realize that our emotions are a poor measure of our relationship with God. Our experiences and our feelings about those experiences are 
unpredictable. One moment we're up, the next moment we're down. Feelings are unreliable. The only true measure of faith and experience is God's word, the scriptures. Our emotions might suggest that God has deserted us, but God has told us in his word that he will never leave us nor forsake us. We may feel that we are facing a situation that we cannot handle, but the Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13, as the Apostle Paul says, I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ gives me. Or the uh, translation that we're accustomed to is, we can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength. We may feel that we are strong and invincible, but the Bible warns us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12, those who think they are standing firm had better be careful that they do not fall. We may feel that we are not good enough and that God cannot really accept us as we are, but the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, 8 and 9, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. Our feelings may be blown and tossed by the wind of circumstances. But God's word is an anchor that holds solid. This principle is true for all kinds of situations. You may be overwhelmed by your needs and feel that you need to take matters into your own hands to get what you want. But the Bible tells us to trust God and he will supply our needs. Listen to the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 4 and verse, and verse 19. And with all his abundant wealth, through Christ Jesus, my God will supply all your needs. Or you may feel that you have really messed up your life in that um, you have lost your salvation. But remember the words of Jesus to his disciples in John chapter 10, 27 and 29. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. Or you may feel completely deserted and alone at times, but God's word to us comes in Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 8, where we read, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. You may feel that you have every right to be happy, even if it means ignoring God's word. But true happiness cannot be found apart from God. One obvious implication from all of this 
is that we cannot trust God's word unless we are familiar with God's word. God's word is our anchor, our roadmap, our light in the midst of darkness. The word of God gives us the promises of God that he hears us when we pray, that he gives us when we ask, that he rewards us when we seek, and he opens the door when we knock. Satan will do everything to to keep us from God's word, the scriptures. He'll try to get us to resist taking time for reading and understanding God's word. He'll try to convince us that we aren't smart enough to understand the Bible. He'll try to get us to believe that there will always be time later to read it. He'll suggest that we substitute other readings for the Bible. We must battle the devil's attempts to turn us from the word of God because it is the only reliable guide that we have. A knowledge of God's word is the only way to maintain our balance in the ups and downs of life and the situations we are facing even now. So we see that the highs and lows in the life of faith are normal. Secondly, trust God's word rather than your feelings. And thirdly, with the right perspective, the highs and lows can be rewarding. We can say it can even be fun. You see, God wants to bless us and not to harm us. In Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, I alone know the plans I have for you. Plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster. Plans to bring about the future you hope for. You see, God is pursuing our good and will not allow anything into the life of the believer that is not intended to foster our growth and prepare us for eternity. I'm not saying that things still don't hurt. At times they do. I'm not saying that we won't be disappointed. We will. I'm not saying that we won't be confused at times. We probably will be as we are in this moment of the coronavirus. But in the midst of all this, we know that a sovereign hand is leading us to our final destination. The experience may be difficult, but the end is sure. And when we are confident of the end, we can enjoy the journey. God has promised that he would get us home safely. He has given us his word as a restraint to protect us. He has given us his Holy Spirit to preserve us. He has given us the fellowship of believers to encourage us. And he has given us pastors and teachers to guide us. And if we remember who created life and we trust the tools he has given us, then we can enjoy the experience. We can thrill at the good times and we can enjoy watching God at work in the tough times. If we have the right perspective, we will look for the positive rather than the negative. We will enjoy the journey rather than simply endure it. We will live life the way it was meant to be lived. So where are you in this course of life at this moment? 
maybe you're going through a difficult time, a desert time, what we may call a spiritually dry experience. Your faith feels lifeless and dead. You pray, but you feel nothing. You read, but nothing seems to be getting through. Trust God's faithfulness, my friend. Listen to Jeremiah in Lamentations chapter 3, 22 and 23. The unfailing love of the Lord never ends. By his mercies we have been kept from complete destruction. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each day. He has not abandoned us, even if he remains silent when we are going through the difficult periods of our life. Keep doing what is right. Keep moving forward and the darkness will eventually give way to light. He has promised and his promise is sure. Celebrate God's faithfulness. Maybe this is a painful and difficult time for you. The world seems to be crashing down around you. You don't understand all that is happening. Maybe you are in the midst of a fierce storm and you're wondering if you will survive. Tie your hopes and confidence, not to the surface things like emotions, circumstances, and the gimmicks of the world, but tie your hope to the firm foundation of God's word, God's character, God's power, and God's track record. He will see you through the storms if you cling only to him. I suspect the disciples were on a wild emotional ride during the weeks before and after the first Palm Sunday. They didn't enjoy it at the time, but as they looked back, they were able to see that the lowest times were blessed times. They were able to see that that which broke their heart actually saved their soul. The very experiences that they sensed were destroying them were actually the experiences God was using to transform them. So wherever you are in the life of faith during this coronavirus, remember the promises of the one who says that he will be with you always. However difficult or dismal your circumstances may be today, God will not let you down. You can trust God when you don't understand what's going on. You can trust God when you can't clearly see the way. You can trust God when you find yourself in a predicament, when you're in the midst of sorrow, and you can trust him when you don't know what to do. For many of us, life is not simple nor easy. Every day has its obstacles. Every hour has its burden. And every moment has its pain. But through it all, God can still be trusted. Therefore, though the road may be rough, trust him. Though the climb may be steep, trust him. Though the case may be difficult, trust him. Though the situation may be bad, trust him. And though the cross may be heavy, trust him. For he knows the way through the wilderness. He understands the way you feel. He discerns the depth of your heartache. And he perceives the desires of your heart. At some time or another, people will disappoint you. 
and you will even disappoint yourself. But you can trust God in all things. You can trust his wisdom to solve your problems. You can trust his knowledge to answer your questions. You can trust his ability to defeat your enemies. You can trust his promises to fulfill your hopes, his spirit to satisfy your soul, and you can trust his angels to minister to you in your times of need. So go ahead and trust him. He has never failed a test. He has never lost a battle. He has never misunderstood a situation. He has never broken a vow. He has never disappointed a soul, and he never will. So keep on trusting him, for he will not fail you. He will not disappoint you, and he will not forsake you. Remember his goodness. Trust his wisdom. Rely on his strength. And then you'll be able to say with Jeremiah, Great is thy faithfulness. O God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.